from the sewers of Gotham, a new villain emerges. You didn't invite me, so I crashed! From the rooftops of Gotham, the perfect enemy comes to life. her claws into. You're a cat now to a girl like me. He plots a foul reign of destruction. My dear penguins, thanks to Batman, the time has come to punish all of Welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the movie podcast for movie fans by movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode number 86, getting closer and closer to number 100. I am your host, John. I'm hosting. Yeah, you are a host. <laughs> I am hosting. And I'm here I with Justin. I am Job. <laughs> How you doing this week, Justin? Uh, it was a long week, but uh, still here. Still here. Yeah. I hear you. I am fresh off a weekend, a weekend of Santa Claus appearances, and I am tired. Now Hunter can't listen to this episode. He knows I work for Santa Claus. Trust me. He knew it was me. But um start off with some big news today friday you uh the movie crips annual yorkiethon begins um it'll begin at 5 p 5 p.m pacific standard time which is 8 p.m eastern standard time and we'll go till 10 p.m tonight pacific standard time and then tomorrow it's 10 a.m from 10 a.m to 10 p.m pacific standard time which is 1 p.m to 1 a.m eastern standard time and Sunday, it'll be 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, 
the every year they do a big script reading with a big cast of people. Uh, this year they're doing David Shaw's version of Freddy versus Jason. So that'll be interesting. Um, I guess it was from the early nine, uh, the, the mid nineties. So, and the marathon opener will be wrestler and actor Chris Jericho. That's all they've announced so far. There's a live auction. Um, there might be something from us in there. I, don't, I haven't heard back from them. But all proceeds from the marathon and the, uh, the auction will go to Save Yorkie Rescue, and it can be viewed all weekend long at www.aeriscope.com. Um, yeah, it's, it's usually a good time. They have a lot of guests. They do comedy, music. They've do commentaries to movies, but they don't replay much from it. So it's, it's you got to listen live, man. But uh, yeah, so Yorkie-thon tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on aeriescope.com. All right, a couple new trailers dropped this week. Why don't you start us off? Yeah, and first one that dropped was the Fallout series coming to Amazon Prime. Boy, howdy, does that have a big production feel? Yes. Like, it's been a while since I've watched a trailer for, you know, like a known property like that. Um, and just had that, like, it just had that Game of Thrones feel. Yeah. You know, it just felt like they put the money into it. You know, they, they really immersed it. And uh, it was cool seeing like all the rad roaches and yeah, some of the things that the names I don't remember, but but it it looks spectacular. We'll see what the story says, but yeah, and you know, love the games. I think we played Fallout, New Vegas, Fallout yep. three, three, four, four, Fallout seventy six, like. I was just I, after watching the trailer, I was like, "Fuck, man, I want to play some Fallout." Yep. So mm -hmm. I, I played for a little bit Saturday, but yeah, like, yeah, I can't. Did they say when it was? I don't remember, unfortunately, but it, I'm sure it was in there. But it it looks tremendous, so hopefully, yeah, up to it. And just amazing how. Like it, it felt like at first I thought it was um like computer generated like computer animation. Yeah. But first episode will launch April twelfth, two thousand twenty-four. So go. got about four months to wait on that. But I'm sure the more we see, the more interested we're gonna get. Mm -hmm. And um another television series that's debuting is Ted the series, you know, the talking bear. This will follow Ted and John in their high school years. I wish they didn't do it. I wish it was a movie. Yeah, but I think that at least it's on an app. It appears to have, you know, all the same crassness and vulgarity and yeah and 
and, and stuff. So and Seth MacFarlane is playing Ted again. So that yeah. kind of, I mean, obviously they couldn't have Mark Wahlberg play a fucking nah, 16 year old boy. You can't get someone like that to, to have a series like that. I don't think, you know, but it, <laughs> too many know, other pots in the fire. Yeah. But it's definitely showing all the stuff you would expect from anything related to Ted. Yeah, I mean, some of those jokes were really good. Like uh, yeah. there was that one where they were the in the class and the doc and the teacher was talking about masturbation. They go, oh, "If there's homework for it, Johnny did his this morning." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, definitely not for kids, but uh, yeah. So that'll debut January 11th on Peacock. <laughs> it's on the cack. <laughs> it's on the cack. Ted's on the cock. If they don't use that as a marketing slogan. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so that should be good. Um, what you watch this week? Well, let's see. I, I watched Batman Returns. Um, and then apparently AMC was just running a bunch of kids' movies all day. So I watched Little Big League, Richie Rich. Oh. Oh, Richie Rich, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> and then uh, Fred Claus was on after that. Uh, so, yeah. That, that's what I watched. <laughs> well, Macaulay Culkin just got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I think. I yep, think I seen saw that, yeah. So, congratulations to him. Uh, we'll be talking about him in two weeks, so. Congrats on paying that money. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> well... Let me get my list out. So this week, I watched... Of course, I watched Batman Returns. And... It's pretty bad when you can't remember what you watched. Isn't there an app for that? Yeah, there is. I was just double-checking. <laughs> I watched Batman Returns. Damn, that's all I want. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I watched Batman Returns. That's all I watched this week. But wow. I actually watched more movies. Than I know. Well, I've, I've been busy playing The Breakfast with Santa, and I did find Married with Children on Hulu. So I've been kind of watching that. I wanted to watch the one when they have the, uh, when they, um, they're opening the mall at Christmas time and the Santa falls on the Bundy house. But I haven't gotten there yet. But I do plan tomorrow night watching It's a Wonderful Knife. It's now on Shudder. So. Yeah. Well, shall we hop into our main topic this week? I suppose. <laughs> well, let it be known. I'm Batman. You know. I'm Batman. No. Um, no, Batman. No. If you if you were Batman, that would be like the equivalent of Jared Leto being the best Joker. It's just it's not going to work. No, you're just mad because if I was Batman, you'd be Robin. No. Yep. Be the Robin. Put you in front of green space. Rather be Alfred. I got an old guy for that. So. So, so anyway. Oh, yeah, poison ivy. Damn, damn. <laughs> okay. That was loud. First off, thank you. You're welcome. But this week, we continue our 
Christmas action movie month with Batman Returns. The monstrous penguin who lives in the sewers beneath Gotham joins up with the wicked shock-headed businessman Max Shrek to topple the Batman once and for all. But when Shrek's timid assistant Selina Kyle finds out and Shrek tries to kill her, she is transformed into the sexy Catwoman. She teams up with the Penguin and Shrek to destroy Batman, but sparks fly unexpectedly when she confronts the Kate Crusader. Directed by Tim Burton, had a box office of $266.8 million U.S. million, was released on June 19, 1992, is a sequel to 1989's Batman, and had a sequel of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. And the screenplay, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the screenplay was written by Tim Burton, Daniel Waters, Wesley Strick. Has is rated PG thirteen. Has a runtime of two hours and six minutes, and is currently streaming on Max and Tubi, as well as for purchase on all streaming sites. Our cast of characters we featuring Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Danny DeVito has Oswald Cobblepot and the Penguin. Michelle Pfeiffer as Selena Kyle slash Catwoman. Christopher Walken as Max Shrek. Michael Goh as Alfred Pennyworth. Pat Hingle as James Gordon. Michael Murphy as the mayor. Andrew Bernarski as Max's son, Charles Chip Shrek. Christy Conaway as the Ice Princess. And the lovely and talented, and rest in peace, Paul Rubens. And Diane Salinger appear as Tucker and Esther Cobblepot. Sean Whalen appears as a paperboy. And Jan Hooks and Steve Whitting play Jen and Josh, Oswald's mayoral image consultants. Okay. So this is the second of who, I believe, Michael Keaton playing Batman. Yes. Um, obviously, these are the Batman that we grew up with. Yes. Whereas Kyle had Ben Affleck. Uh-huh. But, um, what, 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 do you, what are your initial thoughts when you see Michael Keaton playing Bat, Batman? It feels right. Doesn't it? <laughs> like, when you're thinking Bruce Wayne slash Batman... And how we can be serious, but with a little bit of humor. Yeah. And, I mean, you you get more, like, I don't know. I guess he's just the most unexpected for yeah. the Bruce Wayne slash Batman. You know, um, I think, well, there's Adam West. <laughs> That's still kind of goofy. Which was a um, totally different Batman. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they're all different Batman. Yeah. There's no question about it. Um, but, I mean, Rob Conroy and Michael Keaton were the two best Batman. Hands Rob down. Conroy, when did he play Batman? He's the animated series. Oh, okay. The correct Batman. I don't know. I, I've never I might watched it when I was a kid, but... Mark Hamill's Joker. 
So mm -hmm. let's talk about some of the um, Batman that we've had over the years. But actually, no, let, let's focus on these four movies that are basically tied together as one fell mm -hmm. swoop. So you have Michael Keaton in Batman in 89. And then he returns in this one in 92. And then in... Then everything changes. So now it's about three years again till you get a new Batman. But then you get Val Kilmer. Yeah, and you get a different director. So that was directed by Joel Schumacher. Yeah, and it's a complete change all around. Tone. You know, uh, filming, cinematography, the whole shebang. It changes completely. It's 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 different. It's not a continuation. Yeah. But, you know, they don't recycle bad guys. Right. You know, Batman is the Joker. Um, Batman Returns, obviously, is the Penguin and Catwoman. And then Batman Forever is um, Jim, uh, Jim Carrey, the Riddler, and Tommy Lee Jones as Two Faced. And then in Batman and Robin, you have Mr. Poison Mr. Ivy and Mr. Freeze, but also introduces Batgirl and Bane. Bane was in that one? Mm hmm. Poison Ivy, yep. Played by a wrestler. Yeah, Robert Swenson. Yeah, that's right. I haven't seen that in forever, so. But. It's about Robert's... to get cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask, but I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Michael Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> That's mine too. And then in later films, you have Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and Michael Keaton actually just returned as Batman in mm -hmm. The Flash. Yep. Mm -hmm. And originally Batgirl, the, the movie that never came out. But. So let's. The dying us of our Batman. Yeah. So let's talk about the story. That Batman Returns plays out. So you have the penguin who lives down below. He lives in the sewers, which is just where penguins belong. And <laughs> he kidnaps this wealthy guy from Gotham, not Bruce Wayne, but Shrek. Um, Max Shrek. And, shrewd businessman yeah hey you know we need more power yeah exactly you did that well so shrek decides to help the penguin come back to the surface and be amongst the peoples and together despair his life pretty much and then of course 
He treats his secretary like shit, tries to kill her. She uses one of her nine lives because now she's a fucking cat, apparently. And gonna toss her out a higher window. <laughs> They're very good at that. But obviously they try to frame Batman to get the penguin as the mayor. But Batman foils their plans and a showdown See, in Batman. Yeah. No. It'd be a shitty movie if he didn't win. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. But you know, a lot of action, a lot of special effects. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool was that fucking Batmobile in that first fight scene? He's driving up. He's got little fucking things popping on the side to trip him, and it's you get that much money. Yeah. Now I, I did want to point out, and I forgot to mention it when we were talking about movies we watched, but it kind of ties into this. Um, I was watching, like I said, Richie Rich, mm-hmm. which I know that's from the '90s, but I don't really remember what year it was from. Um, so let me pull it up. Um. 1994. So how about that? So there we go. Okay. So right. I find it fun mm-hmm. to think of the fact that you look at how the riches were living, this giant house, they've got their own Mount Rushmore, all that jets, all that good stuff. And in 1994, they figured to get all that stuff, it would just be $70 billion. Okay. Which now we've got, you know, Musk, Bezos. Now it's about over that. $700 billion. Yeah. So it's it's fun to see how, how far along we've come. <laughs> but again, that brings us back to Batman. When you got that much money, you can have yeah. all the fun toys. And, that, and the fact that he, he's so secretive about it. Well, and part of it is like like with this particular version of Batman... Um, you don't see really any of his tool development. Yeah. Building any of this stuff, coming up with any of this stuff. He's just established. Yeah. Which I personally like. But it is, you know, it was neat to see in like Batman Begins and all that, you know, him using his money to get the research and development, you know, through legit channels and then funneling it out. So <clears throat> there's there's some things that this this got that you know the later versions kind of fixed a little bit you know they they kind of gave you an idea of how he came you know how he gets what he got and instead yeah. of just I have it I'm trying to remember <laughs> if in the original Batman if they show any of that like no. it's just kind of like goes from when his parents are killed to fast forward to he's batman and you know you you look at the cast that has played the bad guys throughout these the four movies of the series this series um you have jack nicholson as the joker the best joker period hands down don't give me that heath ledger stuff i don't care danny devito as the penguin (sighs) tremendous Michelle Pfeiffer, who you never really hear about anymore. I don't even think she's act, acting no, anymore. No, she's... Is she? 
Yeah, she was just in a Marvel movie. Yeah. She was well, in Eternals. As Catwoman. Then you have you move on to the next one with Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey. That's always will not never not be funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean like that was a role that was written for Jim Carrey. Like when you think of somebody that acts like so ridiculous and so funny, it's Jim Carrey. But and then you move on to Uma Thurman and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of the biggest action stars of the eighties, is now playing Mr. Freeze. You know, it's like it, it can't be repeated. Like, well, to be fair, like that one, you don't want to repeat. Yeah, I mean, it um, wasn't the best, but yeah. I mean, I think that had. I, I don't care. I liked Jim Carrey. I liked Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face. Um, I just didn't care for their Batman. Yeah. Um, had it been Michael Keaton, I think it would have been... I think it would have been better. Uh, do you know why he left? No. Let's see if I can find it. Why did Michael Keaton leave the Batman series? <laughs> okay, so Michael Keaton left Due to a disagreement with Joel Schumacher about the characterization of Bruce Wayne, which led to his departure from the franchise. And he Val wanted a different Batman. <laughs> and Val Kilmer chose to leave the role of Batman due to feeling underappreciated in conflicts with Joel Schumacher. So obviously, Joel Schumacher was the issue. Thanks a lot, asshole. <laughs> um, so. Let's talk about Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, kind of little bit development of her character throughout the movie starts off very timid, very shy. Yet has the balls enough to speak during a meeting. And I love I love how he says, I'm sorry, we haven't um We we haven't housebroken it yet. Yeah, housebroken was the word I was looking for. But, you know, and she comes home and, honey, I'm home. Oh, wait, I'm not married. And it's like, Meow. oh, yeah, yeah, a fucking cat lady. And listening Meow. to the the voicemails from her parents, like, oh, come home for Christmas. Why stay in crappy Gotham? And then, you know, I, I like the one with the, um, with the perfume. Mm. You know, have your boss having you over for after I was candlelight dinner. Yeah, I mean, like, looking at this, like, Tim Burton's Gotham, it's like, that has to be the most depressing place to live ever. Because, like, it's Gotham all... itself has to be the most depressing. There's Very always dark. something fucking going on. Things are exploding. I mean, look at Shrek's stores. The, the mascot is this evil-looking cat head that is not like that doesn't say come shop here that says yeah. if you're coming here you might want to bring something to protect yourself it's just it's a very weird world that they live in <laughs> so yeah like and I was talking about this at work today with a couple guys and I said why the fuck would people want to live in Gotham 
shit always goes on there. Mm-hmm. And well, if it I wasn't for a guy... I can't figure out why anybody wants to live in a city. <laughs> Period. Yeah, the but real ones. <laughs> constantly shit blowing up. There's fucking buildings being blown up. People getting frozen. People with joke bombs. You know, clowns running around. I'd be like, after a week, I'd be like, fuck this. Pack it up, moving out. Mm-hmm. But back to Michelle Pfeiffer and as uh, Selena Kyle. So after she gets pushed out the window, she kind of realizes. Gets a little nibbling from the kitties. and Yeah. And she comes home and flips the hell out. Yeah. And, you know, breaks the sign on her wall that says hello. Hell here. Yeah. Hello there. I think it was hello there. Then it says hell here. And she comes out in this fucking leather outfit. And destroying her dollhouse. She destroyed everything in her apartment. But, you know, she gets that confidence and starts using sex appeal towards everything. And, and, you know, as Selena, she seduces Bruce Wayne, which would really turn her life around. <laughs> Going from the slums to the big town. That would have been know? the ticket. <laughs> and... But then, as Catwoman, you know, going for Batman and teaming up with the Penguin, even though the Penguin thinks he's, you know, going to give her the flipper, you know? (laughs) Show her my French flipper trick! Yeah. And she's like, I wouldn't touch you if I was dying. So, but quite, quite the progression of a character throughout a movie. She goes very crazy. She's, but it's very Catwoman because even in the comics, she's kind of with Bruce, kind of not with Bruce. Yeah. In and out, in and out, kind of doing her own thing. So, mm-hmm. but it very falls very much in line with it. And she did a great job. She did. So, let's talk about the Catwomen. Um, Holly Berry. Played Catwoman in Catwoman. Terrible. I never even watched it. I saw like three of the scenes and like previews and stuff. I was like, no. Yeah. That was like along the line of Daredevil. That was like if it came out when I was like 12, I probably would have watched it. But that, that, that's about where that would have ended. Trying to see if there was any that played. So, obviously, uh, Julie Newmar played Batman, uh, Catwoman on the Batman TV show, Um, Eartha Kitt, Mm -hmm. Lee Merriweather, um, Casey Eslick in Birds of Prey, Sanan Lathin in Harley Quinn. Uh, I'm, I'm going off a of live action. I'm not doing the. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's her face in Batman? Bane there. Oh gosh, what's her name? Princess Diaries. Oh. Um, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Let's see if I can. Holly Berry. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, yeah, that's it. She might be number two. A lot better than friggin' Halle Berry. Um, Zoe Kravitz in The Batman. Hmm. Carmen Bicondova on Gotham. So, yeah, we've had a, a, a wide range of actresses playing Catwoman, but I, I definitely think Michelle Pfeiffer, much like Michael Keaton, top of the list. Um, and now let's get into the best penguin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, I mean, there's, there's nobody better for the role than Danny DeVito. His size, his natural shape. And his voice, too. Like, he's his definitely... Voice. I mean, he was born to play this role. So evil. Yes. And that... So... I'll throw this out there. Who was a better penguin, Danny DeVito or or Burgess Meredith? From the original TV series. But some actors that have played um, the Penguin, Colin Farrell in The Batman, mm. Robin Lloyd Taylor in Gotham. He's a pretty um, good Penguin, though. Stephen Root played Batman in The Brave. Brave and the Bold. Yeah, cartoon. Obviously, Danny DeVito's number one. Robin Taylor played him in Gotham. Baroness Murgis, Colin Farrell. But Colin Farrell's doesn't look like a penguin. No, he's a little bit more to the comic booky, like, uh, you know, proper penguin with the hat there. Yeah. Looks more, kind of more along those lines. But I wasn't really all that impressed with any of the Batman. No. So. I don't think I've seen the Batman. So. But. But yeah. Hands down, Danny DeVito. Michelle Pfeiffer, Batman, um, Michael Keaton. Best choices. And I mean, just the way DeVito could play, you know, that kind of really, really evil, evil side of Penguin and just turn it on, collect all the firstborn. And at the end there where the, the guy is, who's that, a little dork? He turns around just, Bam! That's a little... <laughs> no, it's a lot. Ugh. I mean, it, it was... He did so well. And then that scene where he's driving the Batmobile. Oh, yeah. Just going off on Gotham. But, Helpless but, old lady at 12 o'clock. And he's in like a little motorized... Like, yeah. Looks like a video game. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, for Batman... Let's talk. Let's talk about that scene. So, they've rigged the Batmobile to where the Penguin can control it. Now they've already framed Batman for killing 
the ice princess <laughs> and he's trying to get away let's see what he wants <laughs> lights go on push the button no 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 wait 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 push the button lights go on <laughs> come on and she ends up pushing the button when she falls on top of it <laughs> which was classic but the penguin and Catwoman, Catwoman have set up that to be framed. Kind of like how they framed or they faked um, Oswald's return to the city with the, the baby kid, the baby capturing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he rises up in his duck and he's everybody's like, oh, it's the penguin. And he just wants to find his parents. So, but, so Penguin's driving the Batmobile. Batman has no control over this car whatsoever. It is destroying parked vehicles, knocking transformers off of poles. Hitting police officers, like. Aiming for pedestrians. And through all this chaos, he's smart enough to put a disc in and record it. (laughs) And, you know, when it comes to the the lady at 12 o'clock, he's finally able to break. Just in time. She just fucking, she looks like she crapped her pants. Wouldn't you? Yeah, that's true. Uh, So then he finally regains control. So the plan is is foiled, and let's talk. Let's let's talk about the last scene in the um, Arctic part of the zoo there, where Penguin lives with his penguins. You know, so Alfred is able to reverse the signal of the penguins heading towards Gotham. It sends him back home. <laughs> yeah. And Batman finds him. And during a fight with Catwoman, he actually reveals himself. Yep. And Shrek is like, what? Bruce, why are you dressed as the Batman? Yeah. (laughs) But he eventually gets cried. You idiot. (laughs) That's one thing I never understood. About DC Comics and their characters. Mm-hmm. Like, when you look at Marvel, they don't care. You can see their faces. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of them have masks. Yeah. But DC people are so stupid. Well, I've often wondered that, like, with the Batman, the whole Superman and the glasses and all that stuff. Just because he curls his hair with glasses. Let me tell you, you would be surprised. Like, I mean, you probably don't know it, but you've probably walked right past, like, at least one celebrity that you really like and you had no idea. And you were probably staring him in the goddamn face the whole time, and you have no idea. I guarantee it has happened to you. 
it's funny how you just like you're so sure you'd recognize these people but if you see them in normal life like every day not the way you're used to seeing them like i i, I understand that it, it could be that they walk right by yeah because you know sometimes they're wearing a hat and glasses and whatever but it, like yeah, superman is the perfect example of this He takes off his glasses and curls his hair, and now he's a fucking different person. He's also wearing a bright blue onesie. I don't get it. Batman. You know, he's always, like, the cartoons, he's always drawn with, like, this defined, chiseled chin. And he has that deep, raspy voice. Well, you don't want anybody to know who you are. I, I never understood that, and you know, but for him to reveal himself to it's fantasy, John. I know you're not actually gonna have claws come out of your hands one day. That's not actually gonna happen. I don't think who knows probably not in our lifetime, no, definitely not in our lifetime. fifty years, maybe I'd be pissed if my kids got it. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Dad. <laughs> so obviously, it it did spawn sequels. Um, we've, we've talked about those. How about the I mean, length? It, it, they're still fun. They're not great, but they're still fun movies. I could watch the four movies over and over again. Well, I, I, pro- I I would get tired of the fourth one just because of Arnold. Like, it's funny, but it, it get old quick. <laughs> but I can't put myself... I've watched Batman Begins and... Well, I can't even think of the rest of the movies in that series. <laughs> the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. But I can't put myself through those again. I watched them once. That was more than enough. I mean, and those were those were a totally different tone of a movie. Like these Batman movies were dark, but mostly in like setting and lighting and mood. But it wasn't; they weren't really dark. Um. Whereas, like, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight and all that, that kind of brings in more of a, you know, dark reality style Batman where everything's kind of shitty in that city and it's, you know, everybody's trying to kill half of them and blow them up kind of like Thanos. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, that's the wonderful thing about comic books. But, Everybody like, can have their own interpretations. Exactly. But like like you said, this is very Tim Burton-esque, you know. Oh, yeah. With the feel of the setting. You know, it reminded me a lot of Nightmare on Christmas, Nightmare Before Christmas. But, um... So, I, I was looking at some trivia on IMDb. And... Apparently, Warner Brothers had to consistently submit new Catwoman posters for various cities 
as many of the bus stop ads were stolen. It got so bad that police officers had to patrol bus stops in order to catch perpetrators before they could break the plexiglass containers. Yeah. Uh, that shows right. <laughs> um, Danny DeVito was advised by friend Jack Nicholson, aware of his own financial success with Batman, to take the role. So, and Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman costume was vacuum sealed once she was fitted into it for scenes, and she actually only had a short amount of time to perform before she would have to open it when she would become lightheaded. Die. Um, I mean, this, this, everything about this movie, like I was watching it this morning, it just brings me back to my childhood. Like so, that, 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 that theme. Yeah. At the beginning. That, that's Batman to me. Yeah. Yeah. That is Batman. That tells me Batman's coming. That's the music I remember. Yeah. That, 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 once I hear that, all is right in the world. So, this would have been a nice little Easter egg if it had happened, but, um, Baroness Mergeth, who played the penguin on Batman in 1966 and in the Batman the movie, was asked to play the penguin's father in the opening of the film, but illness prevented him from, prevented him from it. So, they got Paul Rubens instead. Tim Burton's buddy. This was the first film that was made in Dolby Digital, known as Dolby Surround Sound. Cool. Batman doesn't wear boots in the movie. They're they're Air Jordans, sixes connected to the upper, which gives it a boot-like feeling. <laughs> At least they have nipples. At least 50% of the Warner Brothers lot was taken up with Gotham City sets. Michelle Pfeiffer went through 60 cat suits during the six month shoot. Six months. And they cost $1,000 a piece. Well, a whole lot of leather. Michelle Pfeiffer still has the whip. Of course. It made forty-seven point seven million in its first three days. Got it. I mean, this came out, you know, back in a time when, you know, we were longing, dreaming for what the MCU has become today. Yeah. You know, I remember I I was dying for that X Men movie to come out. Holy crap! That was the most anticipated movie of my childhood. Um, and I mean, at the time, they were pretty good. Now looking back at them, they're a little, they've aged a little bit. So I can't wait to see what they do, you know, in the MCU, but we'll, uh, I think these, this, these Batman movies came out when we didn't have that. We didn't have an oversaturation of superhero movies. We had a few Supermans. Yeah, a few Batman, a couple random other things, you know, but nothing. Yeah, great. yeah, it really wasn't in our childhood. And I mean, even like the Superman that came out 
That was terrible. He fought floating Earth. It's stupid. <laughs> so some other movies that were playing on June nineteenth that Batman Returns beat out was um, Sister Act, which was in its fourth week in release. Patriots Games, which was three weeks into its release. House Sitter, which was two weeks in its release. Lethal Weapon 3, which was on six weeks. Encino Man, which was in five weeks. Alien 3, five weeks. Basic Instinct, 14 weeks. Wayne's World, which was 19 weeks. So, yeah. Think about all those movies you just said. Yeah. When was the last time, like, in recent memory, you can remember a marquee than, lineup like that? There's really, like, there's really not anymore. You don't get that anymore. No, you get one move, maybe one or two move. You know, uh, however many studios there are, you know, big studios, you get, you know, maybe one to four big movies a season. Yeah. Depending on the studios and all that stuff and, and all that. And it's like, it's just not the same. No. It, Back then, you've got, you had movies coming out all the time that turned out to be just great. And now it's like, they're just, you don't, they don't advertise them as much. I no, you, I mean, you only get like. There's so many of these Netflix movies and stuff that I look at the description. They seem good, but I have no interest in watching them. Because I haven't actually seen a trailer or anything for it, so I don't. Yeah. You know, I just don't. And that's kind of like why I like doing this, because you know, we're a little more aware of stuff that's coming out, so we can talk about it. And you know, like when we do like the the movie fall movie preview or the summer movie preview, like most of those I'm only hearing about for the first time. Yeah. And. You know, they've caught my attention, and it's like, okay, I want to watch it. But then you get duds like Heebie-Jeebie TV, which fucking sucked. But it was a good con. It sounded interesting, so I wanted to watch it. But now, it's weird because, like back in those days, movie trailers sought you out. Yeah, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing a poster, a billboard, and nowadays. You have to seek out trailers. Yeah. You have to go, you know, look for ads and, you know, search on YouTube to find, you know, current trailers or whatever. And it's, it's silly. But then with certain movies, they oversaturate the market. Mm-hmm. Like. Goddamn Barbie. Barbie. Even, even like Five Nights at Freddy's when that was coming out. Like it was on every fucking YouTube video. I, well, I don't know. Because it's. You know the algorithm because of what Hunter watches, but it's like okay, okay, okay. He watched this video of him, fucking ba bow, ba bow, like. Even a guy I worked with, he was like, "Man, I must have saw that trailer like seventeen times that weekend it came mm-hmm. on." Yeah, and then the rest of my ads, I don't know about targeted adding. It's most of my ads are nowhere near anything I would ever even go near. Yeah, it drives me up a goddamn wall. And it's targeted. Oh, yeah. I get freaking alcohol ads all over my YouTube. Oh, because you're a big drinker. Yeah. What was the last time I had a drink? Like, probably three years ago. Yeah. 
I don't think I've drank in this house. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) they put so much emphasis on social media and all that shit. Like, and I want to see movie trailers for my ads. The guy, stupid freaking algorithms. And occasion, like, I just found out they're making a new Garfield movie. Did you know that? It's an animated one. I don't doubt it. But it's like, you know, unless you sit there specifically upcoming movie trailers, mm-hmm. that's the only way you're going to find out. Yep. And this shit that came out on streaming and digital, I didn't even know it was out. Mm-hmm. That you happened know. a lot. Yeah. So. All of a sudden, oh, crap, that's out. I'm watching it. Yeah. So a little side by there about movie companies get better, okay? Go back to the, you know. Just actually, if you're going to freaking do all that crap to target ads, target the goddamn ads. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if I talk about some stupid hair thing that Mary needs or something, I'll see ads for that all the yeah. time, even after I've bought it. But if I'm like, I'm sitting here talking to you week after week about movies and movie trailers. <laughs> Not a one. <laughs> yeah. God, come on. And if, if you follow certain groups on Reddit, you'll see them. But that's the only way you'll see them. Yeah. But, you know, and then it's like the preview trailer. Mm-hmm. The preview for the fucking preview. Yeah. Just like the, drop the like trailer. The GTA 6 one that dropped today. For yeah. The trailer that's coming up tomorrow for the game that's coming out in over a year. <laughs> Yeah, and like e- even the Super Bowl, I used to. I don't watch football that often, but I used to like watching the Super Bowl for the commercials. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have to because they're all on fucking line a yep. week before. Yep. What's the point? Yep. They that used to be like the big movie trailer day yeah, for the that was big the only s- reason to watch that goddamn game. The big summer <laughs> blockbusters. Yeah. Coming out like I remember seeing the trailer for Wild Hogs. For the first time. And I was like, oh, I can't wait for that to come out. But no, not now we're in a totally different world now. But so let's get back to Batman Returns. Um the length, two hours and six minutes. I it's longer than I remembered, but it moved. I was I was I was surprised that it said two hours. It kept going. I yeah. don't get bored, you know, when the movie, you know, it is just it was just so much to keep you interested in it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, aside from just the acting could keep you in there. It's, you know, all the little touches and um, the slight jabs at humor. And it, it's so good. I, I don't know why DC went away from this recipe. You know, they kind of. Yeah turned hardcore into the gritty and realistic and uh, yeah no this this will make you the money this is what people want to see you know they want to see the you know semi-comic accurate cities and that that dark ass feeling yeah not what gotham would look like if it was in new york yeah that's basically what we know that's what it's based on but i want to see that gotham um, and I want my Batman to make stupid quips and 
yeah. have to deal with, you know, silly wise cracking penguins. And big gigantic freezer guys. Hmm. Yeah, it, I was a little surprised that it was two hours and six minutes. But it worked. Because you're following four different stories. You're yeah. following Batman, Catwoman, Penguin, and Shrek. Yeah. And occasionally they interact and intertwine. So all right. So we chose this because it was labeled online as a Christmas action movie. Again, this is just an action movie that happens at Christmas. So I was ready. Hard, same that as if you had fucking said that this was a Christmas same movie. Same as all of them. I was going to tear you to shreds because it, it, that's exactly what it is. That's what most of them are. Because, I mean, it's it's one of those things like, do you watch It's a Wonderful Life any other time other than Christmas? No. Do you watch, like, well, you might. I do because I have kids. Like Home Alone or Christmas Vacation. Like, I don't watch those outside this of Christmas time. This sometimes, sometimes, maybe. Like, the kids are watching or something, but I don't go actively looking for those movies. Lethal Weapon? I, I It doesn't have to be Christmas to watch that. It's an action movie. I can watch it any time anytime I want. Die Hard, same thing. I do not wait till Christmas to watch Die Hard. Yeah. It's just... It's an action movie set during Christmas. And that's okay. Yes, that is okay. It's not a bad thing. I mean, every holiday needs its... It's movies. Yeah. And now we have one for Thanksgiving, too. Hmm? Thanksgiving. I love that movie. I can't wait to watch it again. But, all right, why don't you do the ratings? Well, why don't you give me yours? I gave it a four, <laughs> out, a four out of five mugs. I, too, would give it a four out of five. Uh, IMDb gave it 7.1 out of 10. 81% Rotten Tomatoes, 68% Metacritic, 3.5 Letterboxd. Yeah, so it seems right right on par. Yeah, I mean, we're right there with Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I think Rotten Tomatoes, you know, it's got more of a us factor than a critic factor. So, ah, next week, oh boy, here's a movie I've never seen before. Neither have I. You've had it for a while. I have. <laughs> well, next week we'll be covering 2020's Fat Man, starring Mel Gibson and Walter Goggins. So that should be interesting. Let, let's give the synopsis of Fat Man, because a few people that I talked to had never even I heard of it. I have no idea what the hell it is. I just know the picture from the Voodoo account. Yeah. Of Mel Gibson giving that look. <laughs> You're not Jewish, are you? <laughs> so, to save his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. Making matters worse, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin hired by a, a precocious 12-year-old after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. Oh, dear God. What happened to Mel Gibson? 
Oh, that whole thing I just mentioned. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, looking at the reviews, 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 64% on Just Watch. Hmm. So, live on air right now, we can call an audible. Is it so <laughs> bad? It's Could it be so bad it's possibly good? I don't know. We'll find out. Yes, we will. Will next week's episode just be me yelling at John for making me watch such a horrible, shitty movie? We'll find out. So, producer's same bat note here. time, same bat Hold channel. on. Producer's <laughs> note on this. Uh-uh. So, no, no. Uh-uh. Because can't change it. Because I'm not watching it. No, no. fucking I'm... Monday. No. <laughs> so, a producer's note on this. This week... When we when we planned out this month, we've had every week planned except for this week. This week has changed so many fucking times. First, I believe it was Gremlins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, that's an anniversary next year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Ref with Dennis Leary. Oh, that's an anniversary next year. It's not my fault all the great movies come out in the fours. Yeah. So... And it, it was either this or Die Hard. But Die Hard's been covered so many times that we figured we'd throw in something that we've never seen. And hence why we're covering Fat Man next Just the fact that they called it could have been like Operation Fat Man. Eh, but we'll see why. Mel Gibson playing Santa Claus, another Christian character, so this would be. Well, I think it's time to leave Gotham, and the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on X, Twitter. at the Movie <laughs> Bar Podcast on Instagram, at the Movie Bar Pod on YouTube and TikTok, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebaroutlook.com. Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe and listen to the podcast. Be sure to check out Yorkie-thon and their auction site because there might be something that if you're listening to this podcast, you might be interested in. But we'll have further confirmation hopefully later this week. Batman. Next time I'll throw her out a higher window.